I yeah. really thought this was going to work. It did. It was about becoming extraordinary. We were on the cusp of something really quite evolutionary. I think what you've got to recognise with a jeweller is that along with your doctor, it's such a personal relationship yeah. that you have. This whole permission and trust thing is something that's like ultra special. What the internet doesn't offer. Dad said to me, Wes, look, it's about time your grandmother retired, right? So do you mind going and having a chat with her? You're going to have to go and tell her and, and that, that she it. can't work anymore. No, no, it was me. Was I remember it. it. But I had to tell my grandmother, which is his mother, and right, that she could no longer work in the business. So if you had four last, we've had some ding-dongs. I remember going upstairs and there was a big hole in the cupboard <laughs> door. And I said, Wes, who's damaged that door? He went, oh, I did. I lost my temper. So he's put his fist through a wooden door. One of the stories that you ought to include more than probably anything that I can remember in my life is if it snows on Christmas Day, day you get your money, you back. your money back. So we advertised it very clearly. It just said, if it snows on Christmas Day at 12 o'clock, we would give the customers their money back. All the customers. Said, all, all the customers. Not just wow. one, yeah. no, all of them. Yep. So okay. let's just say it's a million quid. Steph had managed to get insurance. How did you manage to get that? So when we got to the point where we're getting close to Christmas Eve, I thought we'll take out £800,000 worth of insurance. We got to the weekend and I asked the girl in the office where we were on how much money we'd taken. We're about £250,000 short. That meant if it snowed on Christmas, we'd have to find yeah. a quarter of a million quid. I actually started seeing a psychologist at 40 because I wrote in toothpaste on the mirror, help. Before you start this episode, please can you click subscribe below and follow our social handles in the description. It's a massive help and it keeps you up to date with all the exciting announcements from the podcast. Lovely. Well, thank you very much, uh, gents, for coming in and seeing us today. Appreciate you giving up some time to come on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank That's you. all right. No, anytime. Um, I'm going to throw you both in at the deep end. It's the fir first question. that I, It's the same one that I do with everybody. So I'm going to throw you in. Obviously, Stefan's has been going over 40 years. So there's a heck of a journey. Two years short to 50. Two years short. So 48 years. Yeah. So 76, wasn't it? 76. I think, yeah. So there's a heck of a journey there and a lot to talk about and a lot to cover in a short space of time. But I'm going to challenge you both to see if you can sort of cover that journey in a couple of minutes. Pick out the meaningful, meaningful points and see if you can go through your Stefan's journey from the start to where you are now and seeing if you can do it in a minute or two. Right. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't born in the first part of it, so Steph will have to do series one. And <laughs> are you up for the challenge? Two. Yeah, sure. Yeah? Yeah. Fire away. Steph? Well, it probably goes back to um, my school days when I actually had an opportunity to raise money for the school. And I did that through selling off bits of secondhand jewellery. Well, obviously it wasn't in the jewellery trade. And as a result of that, I got a commendation, right, at a very rough school. Yeah. Okay. Um, and liked the idea that the teachers would congratulate him and everything. And I raised enough money for a minibus, a secondhand one. Okay. And it was taken to Longtown, which was Wales, the mountain and the hills or whatever. I've been to Longtown, actually, yeah. on a school trip, yeah. <laughs> and they allowed me to sit in the front seat because of the fact that I'd raised this money. That was the beginning of what I thought, now I'm starting to like things that maybe women would be more attracted to than men generally, which is how it turns out to be anyway. Um, so I started work in uh, Northampton with a company called Knight & Son, which was part of... Um, 
a family business, yeah. right? Um, and I was there for probably about six months, and then I moved on to a company called Gleason's, which was opposite where my shop is now. Um, and Gleason uh, made me realise that you could buy things and sell them and make a profit, hopefully. Um, so I had a bit of a fallout with him at that time. And uh, so I went off and thought I'm going to do what most of us would do, and that is I'll show you what I'm made of. Yeah, I was like young, um, and I was uh, 24 at the time, right? So I opened the shop dead opposite his, absolutely bang opposite, which is like competition. And he wasn't very nice to me in the latter part. I got on right with him as time went on. Yeah. Um, so I was on one side of the road, he was on the other, and the unit that I went into. Uh, I'd got a great big picture of me, and it said, Steph opens his own shop at last, which really, one, it's like, one up and sort of shit. Yeah. Um, and then, gradually, things came available, like the shop next door, so I had the shop next door, and then one on the corner came up, and I negotiated that one, and got that one there. <laughs> well, we, it, there's about five purchases gone into getting that building. Yeah. Because I almost got a bit worried about the fact that if you rented property, then you're in the hands of the landlord. Um, so that's why I decided the best way was try to acquire them. Yeah. Um, and, and, you then, had a, and you had a challenging landlord uh, in oh, the early stages. Yeah, yeah. in the early stages, I had a landlord that was actually um, very, very um, astute. And he used to get me to go to each, every five years when the rent review was up, He'd made me go along to his office and he would sit in a high chair and put me in a low down chair. So I realised instantly that what he was doing, he yeah. was making me feel, you know, like he was in charge. Yeah. And um, I, I kept saying to him, look, why don't you sell it to me, the building? Because really and truthfully, that, no, 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 he said, I'm not selling it. In fact, he said, I've got another jeweller interested in it. So if yeah. you do leave, and he was clever, he was a businessman. In fact, his son is a politician. A now, prominent an MP, politician. An yeah. MP. Yeah. Um, so that was a quick learning stage that this guy was slick. Yeah. Um, and I think he's probably dead now. He must be 90-odd. Um, that, that gave me more confidence, the fact that I knew whatever I did in there to make it better, to make it look better, yeah. was in the interest of the company rather than not. Yeah. Right. Whereas before, when I was renting it, I'd be doing else. things to yeah. it and it'd be in his benefit. Yeah. So if I sort of decided to, to put a new lighting system in, I paid for it, never got it back. Yeah. Yep. And as time went on, I sort of got to the point where I just felt that each year I'd got to do something to the shop. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether you've... Am I going over my two minutes? No, no, you keep going. <laughs> you sure? You have, but don't worry. doesn't matter. Okay. Oh, well, it's difficult it's yeah. to tell a story for no, no, nearly 50 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I opened a shop up in Market Harborough purely because I loved what the town looked like. Yeah. Very artistic. I started to find that I would, uh, I'd got an artistic bend that I didn't realise I'd got probably when I was at school. Yeah. So I started to think, yeah, I could do this and I could do that. I started painting watercolours and as a way of relaxing. And more and more I thought, I'm getting away with this. I'm doing things like putting a spitfire in the shop hanging from the ceiling. And nobody's gone, why have you got that spitfire hanging from the ceiling? Yeah. You know, and then I think, right, I'll stick some old vintage Union Jacks up. And all the other jewellers in the country weren't doing that. Nobody. Right. So we started to build this reputation, if you like, a bit like yourself, a guru for people that were 
third generation family businesses. Yeah. Those people that ran those th third generation family businesses were very stuck in their ways. Yeah. So when I started work, and I think I told you this last time we met, that I had to call my boss, sir, right? So whenever I was having a conversation with him, with sir, he would go to work in a, a suit that was a morning suit and starch collar. I mean, it was really like uh, going back in time. It's really different to now. Yeah. Um, and I've immediately wanted to go against that and think, ugh, that looks awful. You know, you need to move on and just have a bit more of a friendly appearance and things like that. And um, so I left there um, knowing that if I continued the way that I was going, I was obviously going to upset the industry because they're thinking, who's this bloke? You're doing something completely doing different. Doing all yeah. crazy things. Um, I mean, one of the things that I did um, was a, a suspender clip that goes on your stockings, not your stockings, by the way, um, uh, uh, and uh, had a woman's leg out of a car, right, okay, with a suspender on it. Yep. As the advert. Yeah. As the advert, yeah, sorry. And that would be in solid silver or solid gold. Now, that was really pushing it in those days because that was seen as being too sexy, they yeah. would have said then. Um, but everybody liked it, and yeah. I started selling it, right? So then the next stage on, I thought, well, I got away with that. And yeah. Nobody's really come and knocked on my door and said, that's terrible. So after that, I decided I would do the thing with, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the woman's name. She just died, actually, and there was two of them, and they used to, there was a song, da, 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 and then you go, yes, you know, I love you. Right, so this was a very sexual sort of advert, and it said at the end, the only thing she'll be wearing on a wedding night is a wedding ring from Stephens. Right, of course that conjures up in a guy's yeah. mind yeah, yeah, yeah. that is in bed with this woman and she's naked. So those sort of things I used to just use completely them. different and unique yeah, from so anybody else. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So no, I'm, tr I'm trying to make people look, shock look, people. Yeah, shock people. Look and it's listen. That has been Steph's. I would suggest less so mine, but it's definitely been Steph's mantra is to try and uh, shock and all. Yeah, yeah. Shock I, and all. I, I think you're right there. I think you're right. So how's the business sort of evolved over that time? So uh, well, th th I suppose then that neatly leads on to my um, my. Um, entrance into the business which was about 25 years ago um and just 25 I yeah think. it is um and I, I always say i was preordained for the job i don't think i really had a choice to do anything else yeah um i always remember dad celebrating 25 years of stephens there's a video of us all at, at down under a bar in northampton um on the welly road and dad looked at me and said my son will take over the business one day and you know as a son all you really want is your father's approval, yeah. Um, and that's followed me sadly um, across my across my lifetime. But I think the point was that you know I came into it with some pretty heavy boots to fill, yeah. Um, and you know it was one of the things where really for, for us it was a perfect time because this was the emergence of branded jewellery. Um, we had Links of London, we had Thomas Sabo, we had Troll Beads, we had Pandora, and I probably was instrumental in developing. The, um, the brand offering when it was at its very peak. Um, you know, the, website, the web, websites had just been developed. We were one of the first jewellers in the UK to have a website. And we won and the best website. We did, we did the, the, the jewellery awards, yeah. We, um, and we got an accolade for our innovative design of our website. There's a, there's a website that I um, helped design, which was Steph going in a lift 
this was when websites were really, really slow. And there's this there's this website that we created where uh, that the engine did for us, where Steph, it was a little caricature of yeah. Steph in a lift. What it actually yeah. was, just to remind you. Go on. They the very machine. much like yourself. They were your sort of generation. Yeah. And I can't remember how I met them, but I went along to see them. It was obviously something to do with websites and things. Through Glen Allen. Yeah. And they just got rid of the website that got me to go there in the first place, which was a time machine, right? And this time machine would go, <laughs> which you can't imagine now with a yeah. website, can it? This was when they're yeah. all handmade. This was all, all completely developed by right hand. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah I yeah. really thought this was going to work. It didn't, to be fair. <laughs> but it was great to look at because yeah. the ring would drop down into a, a, a transparent pipe. Yeah, yeah, and it go. The bubbles would start to come up, and then it would go into that, and then very much like this vintage industrial look. Yeah, yeah. It was really like the beginning of that. And then it would drop and go bing, and then I'd convey about it, go very Monty Python sort yeah, of style. Yeah. So I said to them, you know, can't I buy your old one? And they both, the guys that were partners, looked at each of them to say, we've got a nutter here. He wants to buy our old website. Nobody buys old websites. You're going backwards if you do that. So um, I, I, I managed to acquire it for, I think, about £500, right, which I was well pleased with because you know how long it, and how much money it cost to set yeah. a website up. But it never really sold anything. Well, All back in the day, it was a lot more. It was it yeah. was, a, it was, a, it was 20,000 to develop a website from yeah. scratch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we got this website and uh, we got plenty of comments on it saying it's mental. Um, it's very monty. But it didn't convert. But it didn't convert to sales. <laughs> yeah. Right, so that was lesson number one. Uh, but it could have been a lot more expensive lesson. It, it was like Steph buying a piece of art, right? Yeah. That, uh, that what happened to be of himself. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was yeah. all it was all about dad. Yeah, well, the but, lift would open, wouldn't yeah. it? And I was standing. I mean, it was. Well, I was prepared to put myself up. I oh, know they it. made a character yeah. door. Steph. Went, mm, yeah. Mm, yeah. Right, and then I'm standing there like that, and I can't remember whether it was. the lift went up it as did. you pushed the button. It did. Yeah. yeah. It's very, very, but, very. But you wouldn't. Very you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't uh, mirror that up with a uh, with somebody in your industry. It's not at all. completely different. No, totally, it totally. Was, nobody Absolutely. would nobody yeah. would even dare do that. Yeah. Right. No. But the point was, but the point was that it was about it was about becoming extraordinary. Or yeah. Extraordinary. Um, and I think, as 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 I said before, you know, I think that that's that's really where Steph excels. But anyway, going back to what we were saying, we were in the midst of a of a of a of a of a of a development of our industry, which was for 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 jewelry to become branded. Um, and our industry is archaic, really, when you think about it, when you really break it down. We had the fashion industry, the rag trade, who were, you know, were, were, were doing everything that fashion did. And our industry has always been the last to change because it's been very much based around, as Steph says, multi-generational family businesses. Um, and, you know, they've been, they've been uh, apprehensive to change and to, mm. to evolve and to adapt. And, you know... I think about the Pandora days of when Pandora came along and um, they bought all of the um, all of the personnel from the rag trade into the jewelry industry, um, and they just turned it on its head. They created training, they created uh, KPIs, they created all the things that we all thought were completely alien, um, and really that's changed our business for 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 
you know, for what Pandora's done for the bad of our industry, it's also done some incredible things for the good. Um, and we still have a relationship with all of the brands that we that we've um, had relationships over the years. Um, and it's been, you know, and it's been a, it's been a real journey. But that was just on that we were on the cusp of something really quite evolutionary, really at that time. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember Dan and I going down to Selfridges. And I said to, I remember standing in Selfridges Wonder Room at the time, and I said, Dad, we've got to replicate this. And there was Theo Fennell as a shopping shop. There was Sean Lean as a shopping shop, Thomas Sabo, Shirovsky. And we took all of those brands and brought them back to Northampton. Uh, and Which created. Northampton, incidentally, is not an easy nut to crack. You know, if ever I speak to other people who are starting businesses, I've said, if you can actually survive here, you will survive anywhere because it is a tough market, Northampton. Yeah. Um, Why do you think that is? Boot and shoe, basically, I think, which, um, you know, people hadn't got a lot of money. A lot of people were doing, making shoes in the garden, in a little shed. Um, and it, it, that's just how it was. Mm. And there wasn't any jobs about that were where people were getting 150000 a year, that sort of thing. And the, we started to attract these people that actually quite liked the fact that Stefan's was eccentric, right? Yeah. And they'd do funny things like send you a valet... <coughs> A Valentine's card with a big kiss on it from Stefan's, you know, they, they like that because they never had that ever before. Yeah. So we didn't only attract the, uh, if you like, the average consumer, we attracted these people, uh, mostly men incidentally, who would buy expensive pieces for their loved ones, their wives at Christmas time. I mean, the other thing I think worth mentioning because... Um, you know, there's, there's actually three, well, probably four of us within the business now that actually put effort in. There's um, my daughter, which is the sister of Wesley. She used to work for Levi's. Okay. okay. Yeah. And what I'd learned from her, right, because you've got to remember, Wesley's four years younger than Ellie as well, right? So Wesley was just like, she came out, she, I think she went to university. She did. And suddenly, I've got two of them both wanting to get involved in the business, right? Two people. So it wasn't like one had got a four-year start. It was almost like they were similar the times, yeah. ready to go on a racetrack. Um, and because she'd worked there, she made me realise that the 501s, which probably most people don't know what a 501 is now, are they still going 501s? 501s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'd, I'd go in there to pick her up at night, like he probably picks his daughter up from places, and... I'd realised that they've got stacks of 501s, but they weren't sending many of the other ones. Yeah. Now that taught me a lesson very quickly that that's something I'm not doing. I'm, 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 I'm dealing with these people who want one-offs. And my daughter used to say to me, Ellie, she would say, Dad, you know, you, you really, you've got an opportunity to sell more of those, right, of that thing that you're saying you've only got one of, by increasing in that, uh, the uh, stock that you've got, which at the same time the internet came up, right, and then you started to realise that people were buying the same thing. So, you know, Wesley, for example, has just bought some items to go on there for Christmas. It just happens to be coming up at the moment to Black Friday, yeah. And he will have to buy those in quantity, mm. right? Because if you don't, you've lost that opportunity that you don't very often get, apart from Black Friday, to move a lot of items. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we have to pick something, which we do earlier on the year, and then we market that. Uh, so I would say she tends to be more office-bound. I don't think my daughter 
is as keen on being on the shop floor as probably Wesley and I, because it is it's quite stressful job dealing with people that you know that sometimes don't know what they want. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we carried on that side. She actually spends more time in the office. Um, and, you know, so the, the, there are three people. Then I <coughs> met a lady who, excuse me, ended up marrying, right? And she's a jewellery designer. So that again added to it. And so now really when we have our little board meetings, we all sit around the table and have to work together because another generation comes in and another yeah. members of the family so I think you know that to me is again because we don't all think the same way you know props Ellie for example will be less risque about doing um, a crazy window display which we do you know we do things like you know the Beatles when that came up we did all the displays around that she probably a little bit more conservative with the small scene um, but uh, yeah so, so in, t so in terms of that, then what what I'm quite interested in is this family dynamic oh, yeah. within the business yeah. because there must be there must be difficult parts oh, of that. Oh. There must be some great parts of that oh. as well, which oh. make it incredibly give, rewarding. Let me give you the first bit of advice: don't work with family. <laughs> That's what everybody says, isn't don't it? Don't work with family. Don't work with family. Yeah. The dyna the dynamics. Okay, so I was raised in a family business, and one of the things that I think. You know, I, I have a lot of friends who have, who have got family business, whether it be Paul and Thackeray's or the McManuses or whoever it might be, local guys who are in family businesses who have also got a, um, a heavy burden of a second generation or third generation. Um, and it's a tough racket. It's just a tough racket. Um, I remember, you know, I remember the conversations around our dinner table were about the business, yeah. right? And that was ordinary, right? Now they that, still are, and they still and they still are. Yeah, nothing's so, changed. Nothing's changed. My my daughter lives in the same village as me, yeah. right? And Wesley lives in probably two villages away from that, but we don't see very off each other very often on a family occasion, yeah. right? Because we see so much of each other during in the day to day. day. Yeah. I would say. Uh, you know, I think again when we I met the other day, I said that I actually started seeing a psychologist at forty, and the reason for that is because I wrote in toothpaste on the mirror, "Help!" Right now, that just so happens to be a great Beatles song as well, "Help." Um, but that's not what I was thinking about. I was just thinking my brain's going to explode because I've got so many things going on with family. I mean, I can tell you that I've virtually employed every single member of my family apart from the generation that Wesley and Ellie have got. They've yeah. sort of learned from it. But all these people are connected. I've had my brother, I've got two brothers. I've got a stepbrother and a real brother. Um, and the stepbrother came into the business. He ended up being a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. So that meant he didn't work at Christmas. He didn't work on Sundays because they weren't allowed to do that. Um, lots of things that they and you and, and just to just to add to that, you were in a business with your other brother uh, doing property. I was doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's just well, he knows him because of yeah. his relationship yeah. because he's only a few doors away. Yeah. Um, he's more eccentric than all of us lot put together, I think. But you know, so I I like helping people. I've always liked doing that. Again, probably to do with adulation when somebody says thank you. That was great of you to do that, and, and that comes back to you yeah. over the years. And people say, "Oh, you said do this, and I did it, and yeah. I made all this money from it." Right? I don't seem to do that for myself, but I seem to like doing it for other people. Yeah, as yeah. you probably know, when I started talking to you this morning about yeah. uh, is this big enough for what you're looking for yeah. in the future? Yeah. Um, so, 
my talking about family i think some of it is about you can trust family okay but we know that's not completely true otherwise they'd all get on together and not fall out yeah so that in itself is not easy i've also don't forget got my wife who i've been married to for 13 years right who's in that business by contributing designs that they might not like yeah. Right, so you've got you've got, you've got to broker that. You've got to be the referee that says. Well, so is, is that is that where you think you sit as it stands today? As a are, you, are you are you in are you the middle ground of yeah. mediation? Consulary, consulary. I think yeah. is the term. Yeah, that, that, that is. I've learned from. It must be a difficult gig to play. It is. But don't forget what I was saying. I learned from a psychologist. Yeah. Right. This or psychotherapist actually, psychotherapist, and I used to go to her once a month. Right. And I did that for 20 years, right? And she taught me what to say and what not to say, okay? And that applied to customers. So as I was learning, I was talking to customers about, let's just say a watch. In those days, it would have been probably a watch. But, and I'd show them the watch and I would start to say things like, um, is, is this for a special occasion, let's say, for example, right? And then we got on to the fact that her children um, are growing up and one of them for example has run off and I'm starting now to get into the psychology of the customers so I'm showing an interest and now without realizing it I'm creating almost a queue of customers that'll say I'll wait and see Steph right yeah. and I can remember that period in my life which was horrendous and really having to be available for these people all the time right in the end, wasn't so much fun. But actually, I think what you've got to recognise with a jeweller is that we deal in, we, it's, it's probably, along with your doctor, it's such a personal relationship yeah. that you have. Yeah. You know, whether it be, I mean, uh, uh, Steph, 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 Steph and I were driving along in the car and I've just had some customer call me and tell me that he's just parted with his wife. Now, he's a customer, right? Yeah. I've known him for a very short period of time, yeah. right? But how the hell that customer's decided to digress that information to me yeah. in a very short space of time. So this whole permission and trust thing is something that's like ultra special when it comes to a But it's, not, it's what the internet doesn't offer. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, it's that yeah. it's, it's, real personalized yeah. relationship. And then, and then yeah. our personalities ramp it up another level. Yeah. And because when, of the fact that we're very open in the first place and that makes people feel comfortable and then people start to tell you their problems, but people start to tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and all of a sudden, I mean, look, I've, I remember I've got another instance where a customer of mine um, had, um, and I'm not going to name any names, but the, I was in I was in a car park and a lady was in tears over something that happened with her husband. And I'm in the car park with her husband, uh, with a, with a, with the, with this lady, right? Who, who, by the way, was plenty years my senior. Yeah. Um, and I was consoling her because of what had happened with her husband. And that relationship doesn't exist if you're selling a car. Yeah. It doesn't exist if you're selling a house. It only exists when you've got a relationship with a doctor or a professional or a jeweler. So it's this very weird th line that we cross, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I and, and sometimes, although although you know Steph has created it, I've kind of followed it on really without knowing. Um, and when well, you look back on it retrospectively, it's it's quite a quite yeah, a burden we, to we, carry. Actually, we yeah. have a very good relationship, right? <clears throat> because the person that taught me at the psychologist or psychotherapist, right, taught me and also met Wesley, right. So she could see, obviously, because that's what she was focused on in why I was having problems in putting help on the mirror, for example, 
right? She could see that Wesley was going to go through the same thing as what yeah. I've gone through. Yeah. And I'm going to teach you how to deal with Wesley, whereas your dad was a traffic warden, right? He didn't go to a psychotherapist. So he didn't have the skills. He left to... your mum yeah. when you were five and all those sort of things, okay? So that relationship we've got, I, I, I'm, I always say to Wesley, look, I'm there. If you need me, you know, call me. That sounds like the beginning of a song. Right? <laughs> um, but it is the beginning of a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So really, um, when I, what, what, what I learned from it is, is that this lady used to say I was quite like a vicar, okay? Now, I never, ever want to be a vicar, right? But she said, you're quite like a vicar. And I said, what makes you say that? Well, she said, you're a constant in people's lives, right? And I said, I hardly knew at the time what a constant was, I think, to be honest with you. Um, and she said, this, tell me anybody in Northampton that's actually been working the circuit for as long as you have. She said, you know, you, you, there isn't. Right, you are. I mean, even a, a politician didn't stay in for 50-odd years. He yeah. has been a politician very rarely. Because your customer, Lord Naseby, he's actually probably been in it for 50-odd years. Michael Asley, House of Lords, House of Commons. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, we've got to this uh, situation where I'm dealing with people and I'm there every year they come back, right? So that created, again... A relationship thing where I get invited to their weddings, I get invited to christenings, and all those things, yeah. which was great at first, right? But as time goes on, you know, I think, oh no, no, don't, no more. It's hard. It's hard because of the scale. Yeah, it's yeah. time, Paul. Well, he's, yeah. That's happening to him now. Yeah, I'll get invited on stag dues to like customers he, that I've sold wedding rings to. Yeah, and and and, and I'm and, and, and I and I and. I end up asking, are you sure you want me to come? Right? Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because I'm dumbfounded by it. I don't, you know, but but I'm, I'm also honoured, by the way. Um, but I'm like, well, well, you know, I don't really know anybody who's, yeah. who's going. Um, and then I get invited to the weddings and all those things. So that, as I said, that relationship is really the key to it all. You know, and, and you know, Dad, back, back in the day, Dad uh, coined a catchphrase, which sadly hangs over me like a dark cloud. But love service, love Stefan's. And that became yeah. something that really just put a benchmark there yeah. that meant that you had to kick it every time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't, then you were reminded, look, it's says we there, still use it now. We still yeah. use it now. Um, um, and, and really, in a way, that, you know, that, again, was ahead of the internet. That mm. was that far back in yeah. history. Um, but it, 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 it's all about people love the sound of their own name. Right, so Wes has got a very good memory for names. I've got a terrible memory. Well, so I don't know where my mouth. I bluff it, right, <laughs> yeah. and I'll go. You're right. How are you doing? You know, I don't need the name because I just I hope they'll never ever say you don't know who I am. Yeah. But Wesley will quite often say to me, Dad, do you know? Yeah, you know this is don't you? Know dad? this is don't yeah. you, Dad? Yeah. And I think, oh God, yeah. thanks a lot for dropping <laughs> me in it. <laughs> I'm 72. I can't remember. Sometimes we're apart the car. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like yeah, but Steph, I mean, get got, out of it. What you've got to recognise is that's my that's me getting my own back yeah, on all yeah. the years when I was when when I mean I remember one where I, I, this is so funny, and I suppose this is what the podcast is all about is about re re rekindling these stories. But I remember these two. I was I must have been the best part of about eighteen. I was fresh in the business, and uh, these two most beautiful, and when I say most beautiful, they looked like they must have been on uh, in a show in Durngate or something like that. They were just they were just extraordinarily beautiful. They came in the shop, and um, 
and and I, and I was in the window, and Steph turned around to me and went, uh, turned around to these girls and said, "Girls, do you, you know more son, right?" And I went, huh? and I went bright red. And he goes, "Cause he's cause cause he's just called you babe." That's it. Right. That you're a babe, right? No, and I think I said, "Do you know my son Wes?" Right. Because he's just called you babe. I acted stupid. Babes. Yeah. Yeah. Babes. And I think I got you to drop off at the train station. Yeah, and I just got, I just died. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. so he used to get me a lot when I was You're young. Getting your own back now. It, yeah, it was this. It was it's this this strange banter between father and son that we've had that's that's kept it quite competitive. Actually, I'd say. Yeah. So when we go back to a couple of things, and a couple of things that have come out of that. So there's some really nice stories. How do you deal with people that have got different opinions? How does that all work? Oh God, that's a good question. That is a very good question. Why are we talking? Customers or team? Both. I mean, let's start with the family. So you've got different people that bring different things to the business, but all deliver. They've all got the same DNA running through them, which is they want the business to be successful. They believe in the culture of what you're trying to create, what you have created. But they operate in different ways. You're very different to Wes. And you mentioned that Ellie brings something different as well. So how how does that work practically? It's not very well, not very well. It doesn't. It doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't work. I mean, so if you had fallouts, if you had oh, situations where God, we've had so many falls out, fallouts. We've had some ding dongs. We've had Wesley. I mean, again, this. It, I, I remember going upstairs because we've got like three floors, um, and there was a big hole in the cupboard <laughs> door, and I said, "West, who's damaged that door?" He went, "Oh, I did. I lost my temper." So he's put his fist through a wooden door. And what was that off the back of? The testosterone lets you. I seem to remember it was something to do with my brother, my stepbrother, who worked for us for a short time. Well, I say a short time, probably about 10 years. And because new boy comes into the business and my stepbrother is already established in there. Yeah. Very studious type of bloke. Yeah. Very knowledgeable. He just reads books and yeah. doesn't go to the pitches or anything like that. He just he's very knowledgeable. Yeah. Right? So he's a completely different character to Wesley. So he's Wesley's uncle. Well, no, right? and and also and also what you've got to remember is Steph raised my uncle, my, the, my uh, Steph's stepbrother. Yeah, he raised him as a son. Yeah. So I'm the second son in essence. Yeah. yeah. His, uh, his dad died when he was fourteen, and his dad was fifty nine. And he was an army sergeant, sergeant major in the army. And um, when he died, I instantly took the place of his dad, right? Which is just part of my personality again. That I like, I like being able to help people, really. But yeah. what you've got to understand, Darren, is Steph puts all these collective of people together. Yeah. Right? yeah. So it is a melting pot of yeah. of hey. of testosterone, hormones, all these things, different opinions, yeah. right? And what happens is. Kicks off. I mean, yeah. I remember Steph employed his mother, right? My yeah, grandmother. I'm just thinking yeah. the same right. thing. And, Somebody and dad, must be speaking and, to us. And dad <laughs> asked me, dad said to me, Wes, look, it's about time your grandmother retired, right? So do you mind going and having a chat with her and just explaining to her that you she can have to... You're softly wanting to... You're going to have to go and tell her and, and that, that, that she can't work anymore. No, 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 it was me. Oh, was I remember it? it. I remember it was over the road from the shop, which is now Pizza Express. And anyway, so we'd sat there and I had to tell my grandmother, which is his mother, right, that she could no longer work in the business. And she hated that. And she held that against me. Gave you really? No, I would but, say. but but so you shows... sw- you swerved that conversation, and you, but, you did did he deliver it as a look? You you getting getting yeah. on well in the no, business I'll now. You need to you need to make some yeah. decisions. Yeah, and, and what that what that was was that was I mean uh, look one of the things that we'll say is that you know for for all of Steph's 
positives. Sometimes he can put people against each other, which then is, you know, and, and look, nobody's, we've not killed anybody. So I think it's, you know, to, to a certain degree worked okay at this point. But, you know, for, for you to ask me to do that to my grandmother, that was your way of, of not really wanting to confront the, the or grasp the nettle. Absolutely. Don't forget <laughs> when she would come in the shop, right? Because she ended up in the end on a zim frame, right? Yeah. But the, before that, she had a walking stick and she got the name Grandma Stick because of the fact that one of the great grandchildren always called a Grandma Stick. And it stuck. <laughs> the stick stuck. stuck. Yeah. yeah. And she'd come in, and when we were expanding the store down York Road, she could see the chaos of all these builders and the filth and you know how it was going to get stressful but she'd yeah. gone then she'd she'd retired she'd yeah, come go. there with her finger and rub it across yeah. the thing and go Dust. look at this yeah right yeah and, and then, keeping you on your toes yeah. even and then. then and it was me it wasn't steph that she was looking at because you'd, you'd had the conversation yeah. 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 yeah yeah it, it was a i felt bad about the fact that wesley was often picked on by her but it was almost like what i got from her her side of the conversation was that who the hell does he think he is I'm the one, right? It's typical, isn't it, of a mother, you know what I mean? Of, yeah. of that sort of personality. I'm the one that's at work the late nights. I'm the one that's done things for nothing. He comes in, this little jumped-up star, and I remember the time that we were doing the inside of the shop, and she came over with a walking stick and did that, prodded him in yeah. the chest. <laughs> Don't you make my son's life difficult. Right, and I thought, God, she's really gonna like that's my grandma. Into him there, that's yeah. my grandma, yeah. Aaron. So yeah, there you go. So yeah, we've we've had some. Um... So so by the way, let me reaffirm that. Let me reaffirm. Don't work with family. Yeah, yeah. Would you have changed any of that? Would you have made different decisions? Do you think on that sort of stuff relating to family and I business? Think, if think you could I, go back in time, I think I would think that I would. Right. But I don't think I would, if you know what I'm saying by that. Yeah. Because I, I look at how many people get to work with their children who become adults, right, and, and middle-aged men and women, right? That, 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 in my opinion, is something that's quite rare. Yeah. There's not that, apart from maybe if you look at somewhere like um, corner shops where it's an Indian family running it and there's the daughter there and the brother and the uncle and yeah that, you know especially for that together. long as well you know, yeah, think how long time. everybody's worked together in the in, in your family yeah. it's not just five six years it's no i mean long time. you know it's virtually i'm not joking now it's virtually the whole of my family i yeah. still do it to this and every, day and by the way everybody comes back the, the uncle that you mentioned we had a we had a falling out um he le he left um and then he came back so yeah. it's one of those things and, and actually that's one of the things that i really admire about the business um is that you know Really, as a family and actually as human beings, I think we're really forgiving. Um, and, you know, that's been our that's been our biggest trait. And actually, maybe that's the answer to your question of how, yeah. how you lot all work together, because we forgive each other. Because yeah. even though we have a big fallout, at the end of the day, we just learn to forget about it. Maybe we've got short-term memory loss. Learn to move on yeah. and look um, at the bigger picture, maybe. And, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and we don't bear grudges. No. And I think that, that helps us. As I said, you know, of the, amount of, the amount of people that have come second time around through Stefan's, 
Oh, you, you had loads come back. Team members, you know. Well, like, I came to see you last week, and there was a chat that worked with you guys oh, yeah. for a long time, and he, yeah. he just popped in for a chat. And I think yeah, that it, says that says a lot. How many people, after a few years, would go back to their existing supplier mm-hmm. and uh, their existing employer, uh, employer mm-hmm. and think, "I want to go and have a chat with him"? Most people hate their yeah. old, you know, yeah, yeah, employers, yeah. or it yeah. ends badly and stuff. Yeah. So I think that says a lot about the relationships, not yeah. just with customers and suppliers, but also people that have worked for you and with you. Yeah that yeah. people were feeling comfortable to come in and have those just a chat over a coffee for half an hour. We, we, we almost don't, we don't focus on selling jewellery. We yeah. s- focus on the uh, experience, right, of coming into a Stefan store, right? Mm. We focus on that, you know, mm. we will instantly say, would you like a cup of coffee, would you like a cup of tea, yeah. would you like a drink and chocolate, yeah. would you like a glass of champagne, would you like a glass of wine? Can I clean your jewellery for free? Water. Yeah. The, all these things are, are giving something back mm. and not just looking at we've got to make a sale, we've got to make yeah. a sale. Although we have got to make a sale, I mean, yeah. if we don't make the sales. Yeah. I mean, talking about that, one of the stories that you ought to include more than probably anything that I can remember in my life is if it snows on Christmas Day, Day you get your money, you got back. your money back. Okay. Right. Okay. This was okay. Go- this was going back about a, twenty years ago. Yeah, that was like a John Lennon Imagine moment in my life. It just never got forgotten. It yeah. was always there. Right? So let me explain to you the mechanics of it. So a customer would come in. So we advertised it, and it this this got this got um, national publicity. Yeah. At this at the time, and um, and very clearly it just said if it snows on Christmas Day at X amount of time uh, at twelve o'clock um, afternoon. On Greenwich um, Observatory, yeah, um, and it could only be one snowflake. Yeah, but if one snowflake fell, um, and they they confirmed that that snowflake had fallen, that we would give the customers their money back. So on the receipt, all the customers, says, all all the customers, not just wow. one, yeah. no, all of them. Yeah. So over so, what period? Over the over the Christmas period, December, wow. the month so, of December. So so okay. let's just say it's a million quid. Yeah. Right. It's a million pounds worth of turnover on that p- particular period. Um, um, what Steph had managed to get insurance on, um, on a, a cover for if it did snow that we would and and you know you go out. To, How did you manage to get that? You go out. To, <laughs> everybody. There's, well, there's an insurance. The guy, yeah, yeah. The yeah. guy who actually took it on, who was in London, right, and he ran he ran me on this occasion. He said, Steph, why is that? That I'm thinking about Stephens when I'm in London outside Selfridges and it's bloody snowing, right? And I said, It's snowing. He went, It looks like it's going to snow. Yeah. And it's just ruining my Christmas, right? They said this thing went on, yeah. right? So when we got to the point where we're getting close to Christmas Eve, I thought we'll take out something like 800,000. Eight hundred thousand pounds worth of insurance, Cover. so we could give them that back, that eight hundred thousand pound yeah. back. Yeah. And that at the time, I think, cost me about twelve grand. Okay. Right. Okay. On the Christmas. Well, hang, the on, Christmas hang, on, hang on, hang on, If I can just say, then we went on. Then we were away on holiday. Right. No, so we were. So we were that's, in... Yeah, but that one. I haven't told them the other bit yet, though. Right. If I can. Go on. Right. The other bit was is that we got to the weekend, and I asked the girl in the office. So we've got an office upstairs, the clerical side where we were on how much money we'd taken, yeah. right? Which I'd expect her to give me reports, looking back on it now, yeah. every day. Yeah. So I knew where I was, and I wasn't flying blind, right? And she's going away for the weekend, which is the Saturday and the Sunday, or the Friday, the Saturday and the Sunday. I thought, well, she'll be gone, so I've now got to find out, because it was so busy, it was untrue. Yeah. And I said, oh, by the way, Deb, where are we on the uh, numbers? And she said, well, I haven't done them for the last week. 
So I said, well, can you do them before you leave? You know, because she's then going to go away for Christmas. Yeah, you know, and you're not going to have a clue. Yeah. I'm not going to have a clue. Success yeah. or not. So she came yeah. down and she went, uh, we're about £250,000 short. Oh, so £250,000 over the insured amount. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. Which yeah. then meant that, that that meant if it snowed on Christmas, we'd have to find yeah. a quarter of a million quid. Yeah. yeah. It became a real wow. Or give the customers journey. back a quarter of a million pounds. Yeah. And I remember... And again, this is this family dynamic. I remember being in Florida. Da- after after Christmas, Dad always used to take us away because that was our treat. We I think did- it was Miami. It, it was in Florida. It was Florida. Miami, Florida. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we so we goes we goes away for Christmas, and um, and I remember um, and I remember Debbie, who's just referring to, calling Dad. And she still Christmas works Day. for us now. Yeah, still and she's works been working for thirty, 30 odd years. years. She's yeah. getting a report in all time years. nowadays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't still. But the point was, there's the, I remember, I remember a calling, and I remember Steph being outside, and I remember Dad's face, the pressure on Dad's face, and, that, and then they r- rang him and said, "Look, it hasn't snowed. You're okay." In those Dad's, days, Dad, Dad went from like ultra, ultra hyper sensitive to unrelaxed. Yeah, right? yeah. And how a business, and of course, you know, every every businessman up and down the up and down the land has those pressures right but how a business can generate those pressures unless you've been in that 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 kitchen yeah you don't know yeah you don't know um, and i don't know whether there's ever i don't know whether there's ever i mean look it's all it's all your own doing right yeah. but it's the way that you progress in business um is by understanding how to take those pressures but without without putting that on you might not have generated those sales. No, we, 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 we did. Wouldn't have We've yeah. never matched it, to be honest yeah. with you. We've never matched it. We did it But what a great time. problem to have. But then to get the reports at a quarter of a million quid, yeah. it's going to make a serious dent if you're not insured oh, on that God. portion of the, of, yeah, of the, of the money. The, yeah, the, yeah the, the, the insurance guy, I remember him saying to me, how are you going to administer the money? You're writing a checkout. So I said, well, yeah, I'll have a table. Line them up I'll outside. sit at the table <laughs> and they'll all be queuing up to get the money back. He went... I wish I'd never done this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. And when I did do it the second time, right, they have Lloyd syndicates and those syndicates sit round the table and say, yeah. that sounds like one worth taking on. We'll earn some money. He's going to give us 12 grand. It won't snow, right? Let's take that 12 grand, yeah. you see. Well, when it came to doing it, because I've got to do it again to match the figures from the year before, Yeah. They moved all the goalposts, and they, they it was much more disciplined than yeah. it was then because they. But they did it. So they took they a bit t- of a punt the first time. Oh, yeah. really. The first time in yeah. the Wild yeah. West. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well the Wild West. The Wild West. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that was the biggest kind of risk you've taken in the business, or? I'd say it was probably employing me. <laughs> no, I, I, the biggest risk that I've taken probably. There was one of them. I'd say. I one think of them. it. Probably was thinking about it. I wouldn't do it again. Because, I mean, but then again, in those days, it snowed. It yeah. used to snow on Christmas yeah. Day. Not yeah. every one, yeah. Yeah. but a little few flakes used to come down. That's all it needed. I mean, that's all yeah. it needed. Just one flake. So what would, what would have that done to the business, practically? Ruined. It would have crippled it. I'm not sure it, I'm not sure it think, sent it under, but it would have oh, crippled it. Oh, I think it would have done. Oh, it right. would have sent it under in right. those days. I mean, you know, to, the, the thing is, is that the insurance guy said to me, it depends whether everybody comes back for their money. That's that I was right. going to say. That's the only thing if you can kind of hope for yeah. is that maybe if, only twenty percent of people yeah. clock on that it snowed, or, or, or that people take pity on you. And go, well, we don't. But what? A, but what a great from a business perspective. What a great idea. One because it's unique and generated the revenue. Two because it's as much as there's a risk. There was a risk that was covered with insurance. Yeah. yeah. And two, actually, that additional two hundred and fifty at the time 
would have felt really stressful because mm. there's a lot of money. Mm. But practically, how much of that 250 is going to come back and ask for it? Mm. So actually, when you look at the risk, yeah. it's a pretty it's pretty a good decision. Yeah, yeah, it's a gamble. It's yeah. a gamble. And, actu- and actually, one thing I'll say is that every year we've uh, continued to do something quite extraordinary over yeah. the Christmas period. So we've done 48 of them virtually, yeah. you know, in round figures. Say yeah. 45. Yeah. yeah. 45 of those Christmas events. I mean, I've yeah. done them, as I've mentioned, Valentine card, where yeah. a bloke's coming to the shop. I said, hey, mate, why are you sending this card to my wife? I said, but I, I, I've sent out 4,000 of them. Yeah. What? I've sent 4,000 of them. It's just a publicity. So you've had that. You've had people come oh, in. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a publicity stunt. I'm not... Well, why are you sending it to my wife then? So I said, no, I've sent it to loads of women. Why? But it was all about, yeah. oh, Stefan sent me a Valentine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was that sort of thing, really. I couldn't do it now. But it all, just, it all just backs up the whole different approach to yeah, a unique way of working. Yeah. It's, it's, actually, it's actually becoming, you know, it's, it's, it's doing something that people find fascinating. And I think that's always how we've approached business. It's that it's it's not doing what everybody else does. It's doing something. Because I've gone into jewelry shops and felt very awkward. Yes. Very awkward yeah, yeah. because I feel should I be in here or not? Yeah. Yeah. You know, or, 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 or they think I'm going to nick something. Or I'm being looked at in a yeah. certain way, or yeah. you feel pressured and yeah. people are coming up to you all the time. And actually coming into coming into your environment, yeah. it's completely different. Yeah. You feel like you're walking into a a home I, I, because I'm of the way say- it. The Absolutely. way it makes you feel. Yeah. It's Absolutely. nice and it's we flush, but it's also comfortable. Yeah. And yeah. We have that said many, many times, we don't do. we? We do. Yeah, I yes. think that the uh, if I hadn't have done what I've done in the jewellery business, I would have linked somewhere with interior, film sets, yeah. stage settings, anything that enabled you to get this... Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you do get that sense when you walk in. You but know, it's, not it's, the, it's not just the... It's not just the... It's not just the fix, fixtures and fittings. It's actually the fact that somebody greets you with a smile. Yeah. It's the fact that somebody welcomes you with a cup of coffee. It's the fact that somebody offers you to clean your jewellery for free. All those things are put in place to make people feel at ease. All part of the and, environment yeah, and, and also, And also, you know, we're not about, I'm not about, you come into the shop, I'm not about selling you a piece of jewellery. I'm about giving you the experience. And then as a byproduct of that, if you enjoy the experience, then I, I'm hoping that you will decide to spend money with me when you decide to spend money. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that's always been the mantra. And, st- you know, Steph mentioned it before. But, you know, for me, that's what, uh, that's what Stefan's retail has always been about. Um, and, you know, we've got a locked door. We have to have a locked door. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very keen to make sure that people don't see that locked door. They don't feel that locked door. So when they come in the shop, it feels like there's not a barrier. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that, that's, that's, that's the skill of Stefan's, I think, really, mm. is that we make it feel less like a jeweller's. Has and, it always had that jewelers. or is that something that's kind of come with time? No, it's always, it's always had that. It's always had that. That, that was that was started by Dad many years, the, years ago. The, the other thing I think, if there's any budding entrepreneurs out there, right, that are thinking, I'm, you know, your generation, I wish I could do something as as a businessman. They've got to sort of realise that it's not a make money quickly and suddenly all that money that comes into the door is there to spend on whatever it is. Yeah. Right. That's the biggest, in my opinion, uh, if you're giving advice, that's the biggest downfall of people that think, well, now I've done this, and you go to your accountant, your accountant says, well, you've taken so much money yeah. this year, let's yeah. just say you've taken a million quid from round figures, yeah. right? So you're sitting there thinking, well, I'll buy a Range Rover then, you know, right? 
and then he'll come to the bit, but I've got to do this and I've got to do that, which means in order to reduce your tax burden, I've got to bring that profit down, which means you haven't got that money to buy that car, right? So I soon learned that it didn't have the reward, almost like the peanut. Short-term yeah, short view, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a long-term thing. Yeah. But more than that, because of the, the, being a jeweller, you have to invest a massive amount of money in your stock. A quick word from one of our sponsors, Guru Technology. Simply put, they're the highest Google-rated company in their industry. A very different service and a very different set of products covering business-to-business -business mobiles, phone systems, energy renewables and EV, security, CCTV, alarms, AMPR, broadband and IT. They specialise in dealing with companies who are receiving really poor service and spending a lot of money currently with their supplier. They will come to site, do a free of charge audit and fix any problems that you're having. So if you've got problems with your current supply chain, search Guru Technology in Google and give them a buzz. Thank you. Let's get back to the podcast. Right. It's a gamble, I suppose, isn't it? Because yeah, what if the stock doesn't come off? Yeah. And Steph's always, uh, one of the things I will say is one of the things I've learned from Dad is that he's always mentioned about making sure that you're reinvesting in the business, whether it be reinvesting in the fixed fittings, the technology, the stock, you know, it's it's putting it back in because uh, one one day it the fruits will be that much sweeter yeah. than if you pick it before it's ripe. Yeah. So how, how do you... Talk, you mentioned before about 20 minutes ago about the pressures of getting involved in a family business, number one, but also something that's got a clear heritage history, already got really solid foundations from, from Steph. Yeah. What's what's the pressure like for you as as a businessman in that business now mm. and a son? Um, I think it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty great, really. Um, it's pretty great pressure. Um, you know, I, I've never wanted... Steph, Steph is a peacock. Okay, he dresses like a peacock. He acts like a peacock. Stephens is his stage, and I've always, I've always, I've always recognised that there can't be two peacocks on the stage at the same time. So, I think if Steph wasn't around, I probably would be a much more extrovert creature, and I probably would be a lot more um, uh, uh, colourful with the way that I dress. I've had to be more conservative because of the fact that. Is the main course, and you know, as time's gone on, um, you know, and and as Steph has stepped back, maybe I've become a little bit closer to the, to that to that point. Um, but we are different people, and you know, and I I look at things slightly differently to Dad, but I think we we often often look at things in a very very similar way. And I think we're very very um, closely allied with the way that we look at the world and we look at life, um, but. It's you know it, it, it's it's tough because of course if I fail, then everybody will say well you know you didn't do as well as your dad, and um, so it's you know that pressure although people see the initial oh well you know you came into a business that was already established uh, many years ago, um, it comes with a hell of amount of pressure um, to succeed, um, and you yeah. know I think it's hard work isn't it I mm. mean you know yeah it, it's I always think when you watch somebody like Paul McCartney. Yeah. Why does he keep going out and doing concerts? It's not for the money, because he's a billionaire. So why does he do it? He enjoys it. He yeah. enjoys what he does. Mm. It comes across like that. They not only get... When, when somebody goes to see him, it's a man who's 81 now, right, who's not such a good singer, 
and he has a job to read a lot of the notes, but they still come. Mm. They still want to speak to that guy and have that moment, and that moment to those people that re they remember for life. I'm not suggesting, I'm not comparing myself to Paul McCartney, by the way, let me just say that. I'm just saying how that is very much a part of the experience of whatever it is you're doing. You yeah. know, if, if I'm going to see, for example, a concert, right, then I don't get too excited about it beforehand because if you do, you think it's going to be better than it is. Yeah. It's a live concert. Things can go wrong, and etc. Same with running a business, really. That you know, I, I, I say again to Wesley, look, we, we are like, if, if, if you like, we're like the Rolling Stones. We've got lots of back issues that we can bring out. Well, we've got 40-odd years of different things we've done. Those people won't remember what we did 40 years ago because we did the Thomas the Tank Engine one, yeah. right? But Thomas the Tank Engine really is not... The, the appropriate now yeah we've done so many of them could go on and on of a scottish evening scotch on the rocks which would scotch with diamonds in in the ice so that when they melted all those things crazy things that we've done we've done keys where he, somebody had the key to the cabinet which had got the item in it that was a, like a couple of grand and they win that Willy you know, Wonka chocolate Willy factory Willy Wonka chocolate factory and yeah. all that you know there's so many of those things yeah. to do so we like the Rolling Stones or the Beatles who've got a back catalogue yeah. over the years so we're never going to run out of ideas yeah. they're there they would just change them slightly and also bear in mind a lot of the people will not probably live long enough if you think they went there when they were 40 yeah. and that was 40 years ago they're 80 now yeah. so you can start regurgitating stuff and that's what really they've done just with the Beatles song just recently haven't they uh, now and then um, they've taken it with the technology they've redone it and yeah made same with a couple one. of Elton John songs recently they've yeah. revamped yeah. a yeah. bit and yeah. yeah I think our industry is very theatrical actually and I think that's why I ended up perhaps dressing up like a peacock, as he says. I don't ever refer to myself as a peacock, but Wesley's obviously got his opinion. The, the, the thing is, is that it's very much a theatrical thing, right? My father, his grandfather, um, died when he was 94, but he was on the stage, and he used to go around the country, right? He was on the new theatre in Northampton, and he'd sing and tap dance, and he was a good-looking guy, right? But he just didn't... Then the war came and he had to go to war and he never got back into being this person. Yeah. He then went round the pub singing, which is what is more normal. Um, and so, you know, our... The stock that I come from is, 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 is you know, traffic warden, he was, bless him. That, that in itself, he made that job fun. He, yeah. he, he enjoyed what he did because he, he used to not give the tickets to the good-looking women. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if, if they were good looking, he would chat them up. Yeah, um, he would hold the bus up on the zebra crossing to allow a good-looking girl to come across the crossing. Yeah, he had a, uh, he had a saying: "You die if you worry, you die if you don't." So why worry? Yeah, why bloody worry? Well, I didn't want to say yeah. it. Oh, no, That's all right. Worry. I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, you die if you worry. Want, well, you I didn't die want to swear if you on, don't. on Aaron's podcast. No. So. Why bloody worry at all? Yeah. And that's how he was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was very proud of what had been achieved, you know, and he wanted to be part of that family. Every year he used to come up to me, this is in the earlier days, and he'd say, Steph, can I be a security man? Because I'm a bit worried about down there, that door. People like, come in there and you never know who they are in these days. And I said, well, Dad, I'll tell you what, do it on Christmas Eve. It was almost like me trying to be kind again, right? And saying, okay, Dad, we don't really need you, right? Because you're 80-odd, right? But Come and do it on yeah. the door, right? Yeah. 
he came into work in his traffic warden uniform. So we took his yellow band off his head yeah. there, and now he got a black hat with the black shiny brim there, and he got all his buttons there and his epaulets, and you know he looked the part. Yeah, very highly polished boots. And as they come in, he'd open the door for them and he'd shake their hand and he'd say, I'm Steph's father. Now, that was probably an outstanding moment for him in his life, that he could be part of that yeah. family team. Back to that thing. I mean, I'd forgotten about that. But, but that, that, that small detail there, just it's one of many over the 40, what you said, 48 years. of yeah. that. That's part of the, the culture. That's part of the history. Yeah. And you feel a little bit of that when you walk in. Yeah. It yeah. captures it really well. Even, even though I didn't know about that particular element, you can kind of... Feel it yeah. when you you got there's, there's a mo- if, I feel like there's a motive connection through what the store makes you feel like in terms of the experience. Yeah, yeah. Versus the history, it's a, a blend of evolving history over a period of time that fits for the the current, but also doesn't forget the past. Well, I think the other thing to to point out is that our business has evolved, and you mentioned the word evolution there. But um, if you look at the way that our business has evolved. We, Steph originally started selling second-hand pieces and that was a big part of the business. And then, then it developed into selling uh, bespoke pieces, one-offs. And then Ellie came into the business and as Steph um, alluded, the 501 of selling multiple products. And that were the, they were the Pandora days, Thomas Sabo, Links of London, where you'd, we sold 2,000 Sweetie Bracelets one Christmas. And wow. 2,000 Sweetie Bracelets is just extraordinary for a business like ours. I think Lil, I bought one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lil Jump. I was on the list. Yeah. No kid. What would happen is a guy like you would come in and he'd go, I'd say, <laughs> hi, my name's Steph. Yeah. You'd like to look at a sweetie bracelet. And you go, yeah. Yeah. Because you don't really, sometimes you don't really know what you're looking for. You no, come in but, and you, you no, need a steer. But Steph was so confident that was you so were coming com- in for it. Yeah, yeah, that's why I bought so many. Yeah. I could yeah. see it coming. Yeah. yeah. That we would actually, that we were sending them for about 75 quid, weren't we? Yeah. And then I think Wesley come up with the idea of making a necklace out of them, which they didn't do. And then, of course, they started to produce that. Yeah. So we've given a lot of good ideas away to the yeah. trade. Monica Vinader, yeah. I remember sitting across from Harrods developing a bracelet with Monica Vinader when yeah. we stopped Monica yeah. Vinader. So, um, you know, we build relationships actually with all of our suppliers. We have this extraordinary relationship where we are um, not just um, selling their wares, but we're also giving them ideas and we're actually yeah. helping them develop themselves, whether it be Sean Lean and we did yeah, yeah. the hooks yeah. as, a, as, a, as a bracelet, whether it be Theo Fennell where we did the King Rich the Third thing. We've done so many things. And, you know, and to, to connect us with Northampton, we've done stuff like we did, uh, you've had uh, Mark and uh, Guy on. We did a watch collaboration with Mark and Guy. We did a Jeffrey West U-boat, and that was one of 30 pieces, and it had the Jeffrey West strap on it, and it came with a pair of matching shoes. They're not so, really money-making exercises. Never are. They are, um, which is unfortunate, but they, they, they really they are PR exercises, mm. right, yeah. where we say we're friends with this person, mm. right, yeah. And this is how we sort of support them. And it's that sort of... bit of ego and a bit of halo. Yeah. A yeah. halo I, I that mean, it hopefully comes good from other parts of yeah. that collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Guy um, has got, uh, I think, uh, uh, not the same type of personality. But he likes to shock. Yeah. So there's a bit of that there. Um, and, and, and I used to always wear his boots every single day of my life for about 15 years. Um, until my, I got flat-footed, and then I can't wear them now. But, Your chiropractor has banned you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Cuban heels and pointed toes. But, yeah, I've got great respect for them. I mean, I love the way they, they do the whole thing. You know, the building yeah. looks brilliant. Um, so anything in Northampton 
that is five star should stand out because yeah, there are yeah. hardly any five yeah. star. And I think it does, like from 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 driving past, it's lit really yeah. you know mm. stores lit really well it's different mm. it's 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 clean it's precise but it's welcoming yeah similar with jeffrey west got its own yeah. its own it's you know. proud man you see yeah. that's what it is and the, the two of them are both proud and i yeah. think a lot of that being proud about things is why you maintain the standard same with the good chef isn't it i mean i don't know have you, have you interviewed a chef because a chef really again yeah is an art artist yeah aren't they you know you take them there and part of the thing is they set fire to it in front of you at the table isn't it yeah right yeah it's that experience so you don't it's remember the, the of food the, yeah you remember the fact that this happened or well, yeah. the feeling it may get yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. i remember going and we this has got to be 50 odd years ago with my first wife to a place out bedford way which provided uh, really good food and as soon as we walked in, the guy came over with like a French or Italian accent, and he said, uh, "Your name, your table, uh, Mr. Suta." So I said, uh, "Oh yes, thank you." Now we went back there for years because it, whenever I got there, he remembered my name. Yeah, which is what I'm saying about the most important thing to most people is the simple stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he, you know, the, the, the theatre that goes with it is so important. I mean, another thing we did uh, was we we tried to find we called it the What's On Awards, right? Where we picked out of the uh, town the best nurse, the best school teacher, the best fireman, the best policeman, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? And we set up a panel so that we could interview them and find out all these things. Yeah. This was a collaboration with a local magazine at the time? Yeah, yeah, this was a, cl a collaboration, yeah. And we've got, um, who was the guy that was on? Uh, yeah, Bobby Davro. Bobby Davro. Yeah. Bobby Davro. Right, we didn't come for nothing. Yeah. We had to pay Bobby Davro. I think that cost us about four grand. So we'd go there to the event. Dern, it, was Dern, it was at the Derngate. Yeah, Dern the Derngate. Yeah. The yeah. clock's ticking away, right, and it's now four o'clock in the afternoon. The show starts at eight. So we've got four hours, and Bobby Davro walks in, and he said, has anybody got any fucking idea what's going on round here? Right, that, and, <laughs> and I thought, we're sitting there thinking, that's me. Well, I should have an idea. I've got, I've got to go and speak to him. So went up and, and spoke with him, but it was almost chaotic because we weren't that... Yeah. We weren't that good at setting up a stage show. Well, it wasn't, yeah, but it wasn't your it forte, was, was it? It wasn't no, your yeah. forte. Yeah, but, but, you know, again, that what's on a wood, the big thing that came out of it, the people that bought the tickets, right, were the people whose dad, yeah. auntie, been nominated, sister, family been nominated, been nominated, yeah. And we filled the place up, which was quite a difficult thing to do. I can't remember if it was 1,000 or 2,000 in there, but mm. to actually get all those people to pay their money over... Um, and it, that that was the most stressful thing I think I've ever done. You know, yeah. Like thinking about that, that's it more so than the the snow thing if it snows. But what a great concept though! It's it's something completely unique, mm. something completely different. It kind of sets, yeah, it puts Stefan's on stage. Yeah. You're 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 gifting stuff to people that have done a great job in their community. So it's yeah. got a community yeah. feel. Mm. You've got a load of people there that whether they buy anything from you guys or not in a couple of weeks after that, well, certainly when they do want to buy something, think I'm going to go there first yeah. because of that and how they made people, how you made them feel and yeah. the event and all that sort of stuff. It ties everything in, yeah. everything into what you guys are about, which is unique, different. We can't influence the buying habits of somebody that whether whether they are going to buy jewellery or not going to yeah. buy jewellery, but what we can be is we can be in the forefront of their mind when they do decide when to make that you need buying to be purchase. The, yeah. Are they thinking of Stefan's when yeah. they want to make a purchase? Yeah. 
and that and that and that's the key. I mean, going back to the, to the good stuff that we've done. I mean, you know, you had my uh, my cousin Kip, who is, by the way, um, out and out one of the most extraordinary characters. Well, that he, I know. he's interviewed. Of course, yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, and you know, we've helped Kim with Born to Perform. Uh, we've I've been over to over to board, the Born to Perform and helped them with um, bracelet making workshops and loads of different things over the years. We we had um, we raised over ten thousand pounds for the Jesse Fund, which was. Um, Somebody that worked for me, Zoe, um, whose son sadly uh, contracted leukemia. Um, we've helped um, Cynthia Spencer. The amount of money that we've raised over the years for charities, and and actually one of the things I'll say is we don't make a big song and dance about it. Um, and Apart the fact now. that and the fact that I'm saying this now, but uh, but but yeah. I feel like there's a there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. And I think you know for me, um, a lot of those things don't get said. I mean, we yeah. raised we raised. Uh, five thousand pounds for the Frank Bruno Foundation for helping young children to to enter into the boxing academy that was set up in Northampton. Yeah. Um, so you know what we love to do is we love to take those opportunities, input our ideas. One of the things we did with Frank Bruno was um, Frank worked with us very closely and we produced a pair of boxing gloves and it had on one boxing glove it had the um, uh, the sun and on the other it had the cloud and that was Frank's logo because of the good and the bad days yeah. and we sold those and all the proceeds so we didn't make a penny out of them but all the proceeds went to the charity and every time we sold one of those it funded a place for somebody to do that Amazing, um, yeah. and you know whether it be the key rings with Jesse where we've done that and we raised money for that and all the funds went to that you know we've done so many things over the years that if, if we can connect it with jewellery and we can help a, 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 a charity or a fund or somebody that's just in need then you know, then that's something we're always good. Why to is that to important our... to? Why is that important to you two as people, and also important to the business, that charity? Uh, yeah, to to me, it's back to wanting to help people, right? I think that's how I would sort of say. Right from my early days when I started talking to you about an hour ago, that it was the school and raising money for the minibus that made me realise that I became suddenly very popular, especially with the teachers, right, because I'd done something for the school in my own time, if you like, yeah. right? entrepreneurial. Um, and that, 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 I think, was the beginning of feeling that way. And also that my parents split up when I was five. I became dad, really. I became dad of the family um, because I took responsibility, right? So my, my mother's living... Um, without really any support in those days and all the things that needed doing I was doing that what a dad would do so yeah. I think that also had a, a bearing on it and, and, and I like to be I'd like to be remembered as being a guy who's not just in it for the money I and mean, I'm not in it for the money I don't drive around in an expensive car or anything like that I don't live in a great big house I do it because if there's anything there that I like is the ego side of actually having people appreciating what you're doing. Yeah, feeling say, good about helping yeah, feeling people. Good. Yeah. Giving feeling you a, good. Giving you a purpose. Much more yeah. important yeah. than money. Much yeah. more important. Money is unfortunately necessary, whatever you yeah. do. If you've got to borrow money, you've got to beg sometimes to get that money. Yeah. I remember Guy saying the same sort of thing when he was here. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd go in there thinking, well, it's changed in the time that I've been in business. When yeah. I started out, this is gospel truth, I'd go to the bank manager, he would prepare a pot of tea and china cups and I would sit with him and round the walls were all these lovely watercolours originals, right? The bank manager was like the headmaster, he was Captain Manring. Yeah. Right. 
um, and he made you feel really good. And he'd say, so, you've had a very good year, and how can we help you? He'd be about probably 80, he felt like he was then. How can we help you going forward? And I said, well, um, you know, would you better to um, increase our facility by, say, 50,000? I don't see that as a problem. Well done. Thank you very much. And it was that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, my bank manager's right up north. Yeah. About, uh, he's in, uh, well, further up than Bolton, so, yeah. right? Um, and I, I, I say to him, am I ever going to meet you? No, we've never met him. Right? It's just so, the way of the world these I days said, sometimes, yeah. isn't it? I yeah. know. But wouldn't it be nice to, yeah, so of course, you, yeah. you knew... But, that, but then that goes yeah. back to why we're extraordinary. Exactly. Like the personal Not everybody's built in that us. way, are they? No. Yeah. No, and, and, also, and also, most businesses can't sustain that level of service. Yeah. You know, they just can't. It's a lot of effort to sustain that element of personal, you know, personal, that personal touch on volume. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting. It, yeah. it's, it's the that, energy. Yeah. It's the energy you had to exhume yeah. to That's deliver That's what that. we have in common, yeah. right? That's what we've got in common, I think, is that yeah. Wesley and I um, are more alike than we want to be, really, right? And I know, like I said earlier, what he goes through when somebody comes in and says, you know, I've bought this, they don't like it, you know, that type of customer who's not happy with yeah. what you've done, everything you can, but they're not even treating you properly as you'd like them to. Yeah. Right? I can see that with Wesley, um, you know, and, 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 and I will do my best to talk it through. And the only thing you can say really is I know you're feeling because that used to happen to me and still yeah. does it still happens but you've got to somehow say to yourself I'm going to keep the safety catch on I'm not going to blow their head off by you know retaliating to what they're saying so yeah. I mean we, I think I think you have to acknowledge so much energy that goes into making things as good as you possibly can yeah it's not no, nice so, to hear the, neg- well, no, the no, negative no, no, sometimes comment, it, it sometimes yeah. it becomes personal yeah. right and, 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 and it's really difficult to prevent that from becoming an, uh, to to taking it personally but I mean look touch wood we, that doesn't really become too much of an issue with us because no. of the fact that we deliver that service yeah yeah. but all I'm all I'm trying to say though Wesley is, is that you know that anybody who's thinking oh well I'd like to do something in a business sense mm. it's not just about selling a product no it's actually about communicating you know what I mean it's about a lot more things than that mm. and being Tolerant. One thing I try to teach them all is, what can I do to make it right? Yeah. Now that's like dead easy to deal with, then, isn't it? Because what they'll probably say is, well, you could do it for me, the engraving for nothing. Let's just say. But the person on the other side of the counter is thinking he wants a new item. He doesn't just want to have it reduced by the cost of the engraving yeah. it's communicating so that person is not looking for a refund that person's not they just want to be to get it sorted out really yeah. mm-hmm. and they love it when you say you know what can I do to make it right they sort of what do you it's mean make them, it right it? Yeah. I said well anything what would make you happy mm. and that's but probably again, mm. uh, but again mm. I have to thank dad for that with the love service love Stephens because that that bar is set very very high yeah yeah consistently so I've got some questions from people. So last week I went out on social media, mentioned that you guys are coming in mm-hmm. and we've had some people reach out. I've got some, some questions. So and, and grateful for, for some of the responses that you have because it ties in nicely with this. So we've got um, David off of LinkedIn. Yep. Um, has basically asked, how do, you tie, how do you tie in emotion and feeling to your products? Well, we'll let Wesley 
we we sell we sell um, love and we sell pain. Love when you buy a piece of jewellery for a loved one and pain when you have to potentially bring it back when somebody passes away because jewellery still retains a value. Um, so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a really tough one. But I think nine times out of ten, our team, and I refer, I refer to our team quite often in this regard, is that we live in this beautiful world where everybody that comes into Stefan's is in love with somebody. And that love that you have, I mean, don't get me wrong, we also deal with divorces, yeah. and we deal with them bringing back engagement rings and stuff like that, so it's not just about that, yeah. but nine times out of ten, somebody's visiting Stefan's and they're buying a piece of jewellery because they, they're in love with somebody, um, and that's a really lovely thing, um, and that creates somebody that is, um, you know, a pleasure, nine times out of ten, to deal with, yeah. um, but you do have the other side, which is somebody in tears because their husband's left them or in tears because their mother's died and they've, they've got all this jewellery and they don't know what to do with it. And, you know, our job is to solve that problem for them. Um, and, you know, it, 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 I think it naturally ties in emotion and, and, and the product that we sell. I think what, what, a, what a beautiful thing to be able to do for people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I tell you, I, my wife's uh, father was cremated yesterday. And if you look at it, we're very much about life and death yeah. as a business, right? probably more so than any other business other than Undertaker. Um, and we provide a memory, right, which is something good, right? And there's not many things you can do that with. Yeah. A pair of shoes you can't do it with, you can't do it with clothes, and you can't do it with a pair of sunglasses. It's jewellery, right? Like Wesley, for example, bought me that for my 70th. That's John Lennon. And it's a one-off piece, right? Now, I, you know, I took all my rings off to wear that ring because that meant a lot to me. Yeah. That he'd been thoughtful enough and ahead of it to realise that that would be special for me. Yeah. And that's what people do. They get a lot of... Um, they, they put themselves in your hands almost. Yeah. I, I, I put themselves under a lot of pressure. Yeah, and yeah. I think, again, going back to the, the consistent person that lives in Northampton, there are not that many, that not, not consistent. Constant. Constant in people's lives, mm. is a vicar, okay? But if you look at it, we deal with birth, which is often the christening yeah. element side. Yeah. So they'll buy a christening bangle for the first baby. Yeah. Before that, they'll buy, because there's a baby being born, the man will probably come in and buy a ruby ring. What they call a, a push if, present. Yeah, yeah. if yeah. it's a girl, mm. right, and a blue sapphire, if it's a boy. Mm. Thinking, of course, they're being totally original, but that is something lots of people do. Yeah. You know, hope it never stops. Mm. But then moves on to their, uh, I would say, the next one is going to be probably 18th. Right, so when I started out, you only celebrated the 21st, but now they celebrate your 18th and your 21st. And then, of course, there's somewhere in between there where they all go to a college dude dressed up in ball gowns. Yeah, what's that one called? You're talking about like a prom, prom. 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 Yeah, there's a prom now. We'll have earrings to go with the necklace, and these little occasions that come along, right, are celebrations. Mm. So we sell that as love. Which it, which it is really, it's love for some. I mean, the, the one story I've got to tell you, um, we've got a customer who's been a customer for many, many years, and I, I, I served him and his wife for over 10 years, and his wife sadly died. Um, and this chap was into jewellery in a big way, um, and he really loved the feeling that jewellery gave him when he bought it, yeah. for his wife and for himself. Um, and he commissioned um, for me to make a cross for him, 
Um, and we chose a, uh, a jeweler in London who is one of the workshops that we deal with Theo for now. And Theo, uh, uh, commit, we commissioned and helped develop and design a one-off cross that actually accepted a vial of the, his wife's ashes inside wow. the cross, yeah. so inside the body of the cross. And um, this piece was, I think, about £15,000 at the time. Um, and I had the burden and responsibility of taking his wife's ashes on a train by hand up to this workshop, taking a video because I was that astute. No, no, no other person would do this. Yeah. No other business would do you this. You want to give him the confidence that. But I wanted yeah. to give him the confidence that she is going up into this vial yeah. of this cross that he yeah. that we're going to present to him, and that they don't lose any of the ashes and all that and and, and all all of that. Um, uh, due diligence that you have to do um, to really make sure that and, and and again it was personal I knew this woman this is this is this is something that's creating a great emotion in me because I remember seeing that I was saw this woman alive and now she's here in a in a in a in a glass vial going yeah. into a cross but the amount of solace and the amount of um, gratitude that we got back from that customer was immense. It was just immense. It was it was like nothing else. I mean, he he cried on many occasions, and when we refer to it, um, you know, it, it, there's 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 many t many times that we you know that we that we often shed a tear together, um, and in and in return for that, Cynthia Spencer helped him, and we developed a bracelet for for Cynthia Spencer. So that personal thing is just it's ingrained it's in the ingrained DNA. in the business and and you guys especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, Another question from Dan, who's part of actually the podcast, because we've got a podcast um, Facebook networking group mm -hmm. just for business owners in Northampton that specifically sort of focuses on the on the podcast. Um, and Dan in that group has said something Northampton related, which is why is it important to be a proud business owner from Northampton? It's stuff, some, some things you talk about, you've spoke about today. You spoke about when I met you previously. You've spoken about online, about being a proud proud people of Northamptonshire why is that important well, what's the alternative to not be proud you know you many people be, are not yeah but you, but you have to be proud of, of what you've got because otherwise it, it falls into disrepair yeah. you know I, I mean look I work very closely I was a director of the bid and I work very closely with the town centre and you know I'm constantly trying to push it in the right direction don't get me wrong you know there's times where I feel um, that that I'm, I'm fighting a losing battle um, but at the end of the day you know we have to continue loving what we have because if we don't love it, just as if you have a plant and you don't water it, it dies. And you know that's just the cold hard facts of life. Mm. Um, and you know, for us, you know, we're proud to be Northamptonians because of the rich history that we've got. Whether it be the castle, whether it be you know, we produced a coin uh, that Northampton Northampton had a mint um, back in Steph. Well, about twelve hundred. And it, and it minted a coin and we replicated that coin and sold it as a piece of jewellery. You know, there's there's some rich history here. Right? Oh, massive history, massive. I mean, it's really, really interesting as well. It, you know, I can only say as a, you get older, you're more interested in knowing about history than yeah. you probably appreciate you would be. Yeah. Um, and to see some of these uh, places that, um, for example, I was christened in a church called the Holy Sepulchre, right? Now the Holy Sepulchre was actually a round church, one of about three, one of them was in Bethlehem, I think, but it's all to do with the Crusades, right? And at the time, I didn't know that that was such an important church because I was just a baby, basically. Yeah. And as time goes on, you realise that Northampton, we are very good 
really kicking ourselves and knocking ourselves down, right? But I hope, I really hope that this, because of things like COVID, etc., and because we get changes of governments, etc., that people see the town centre developing into the next stage. I think, you know, the town, the rest of Northamptonshire, apart from potholes, which I get, don't get me on the <laughs> uh, subject of potholes, but apart from potholes, Northampton around the town is a lovely place to live, right? You know, I live in a village, it's got history, etc. The town centre along the way has been neglected, in my opinion, right? So you either say Northampton's a mess, which a lot of people do on things like Facebooks, and they say that people will, you know, urine, urinate in the streets and things that they don't like, obviously, and that things are not, and rubbish is put out on the streets. You are, you've got to do something about that while you're going through this transition. Yeah. Now, the Marks and Spencer's site, I was only reading last night, that that's not going to be done, the, the flats, it's got to be totally rebuilt. Residential. Till about yeah. 2010. Right, but it's all funding, isn't it? But, yeah, it's all money. Yeah, it's all money. Yeah, related, it's money. But it's yeah. going to sit derelict for a period of time, and yeah, yeah. Well, it's not falling down. But, but yeah, but it will. But of course, um, the reality is, is that in real time, we would want somebody to wave a magic wand over Northampton and, and make everything yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Now, you know, even even cities like Leicester, who I think Leicester is ahead of us in in terms of a lot of things, have got empty units, have got empty mm. shops. This is not this is not a it's result not just of the Northampton, Northampton problem. Yeah. This is a this is a internet. This is a use it or lose it. You know whether it be your local DIY shop and you don't you decide to choose to buy that product on Amazon as opposed to the DIY shop. If you don't use it, it's gone. Yeah. You know, and oh. the same the same really that our our business isn't uh, immune to to those um, those problems. And you know, if if we're not if we're not used, if we if people don't value what we bring to the table, there there may come a point where we're not relevant anymore. So I think you know when you're when you're choosing to click on Amazon or you're choosing to click on the internet or whatever it might be, and don't get me wrong, we have a website, so you know we, we're as guilty as the next one. But people, I think people fail to fail to accept or fail to acknowledge that there's a lot of things that the people their habits um, that are creating these problems amongst our high street um, and you know it, it, it's 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 something that you know I don't think in the short term that there will be a solution to I think we are going through the reversal of urban sprawl I think more residential is going to come into Northampton I talk a lot about the conflict between commercial and residential because it seems that people uh, freely put mattresses outside the front doors and as a, as a business owner I don't really like to see that um, so there, there, there is we're about to come into a very very interesting time I think in the evolution of town centres and retail and residential where there'll be this conflict between what somebody does as, a, as an individual and what a business wants as part of their best practice um, and that 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 Northampton is gonna 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 have a problem with. I was only referring. I was only in a meeting about the um, the water in Northampton. Northampton is designed to take X amount of water out and X amount of water in. When resident, when that, that town becomes more residential, we're gonna have to change all the infrastructure. Right? These are all things that have to take place. Mm. And you know, it's not the glamorous side of the of the work, but it's the work that still needs to be done. I so think, there's a there's a lot of challenges. Yeah. I think, uh, 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 a good strap line would be Northampton wasn't built in a day. 
right? Because it can't do that. We would all like to, to be built in a day yeah. and be sorted. You can't. It's going to take... Look how long has it taken? It's, just an ev- it's, it's a constant evolution. It's got, it's, evolution, it's, it's it? got more uh, difficult with the maybe the sixties was its height when the market was there and all the stalls were taken down and uh, they'd got a barrow that they pushed them along and they stored them in a garage and that that's gone far gone now. That's history. That's fifty, sixty years ago. Now we're living in a time where the McManuses, for example, we mentioned them again, who were local lads open up a uh, little place in Northampton the probably, yeah, don't even know exists yeah, yeah. Mm. where it goes from the drapery through to Drum Lane yeah. okay yeah. now I just so happened to start my first job at 15 was in that lane yeah. that, that, that's there so I have a memory thing going on there right and they invited me along to their opening of it and it was almost like going back in time, you know, it's amazing. And yet it was better than it was before because now it was coordinated. Well, the, now, the money, the money yeah. that they invested in that place is, is again, well, it, extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. Right? that pub was built in the 1600s. Do you yeah. know that? That pub. Wow. And it was heavily listed, as I understand yeah, it. Yeah, I think it was a grade, even possibly a grade one. Mm. Definitely a grade two, but I think a grade one. But what I keep saying and trying to get across to people, if they're going to do the market square up, Right? Why don't they have something like a structure that's got Market Square, Northampton Market Square, as almost to in, to guide people through, so that you've got all these different um, quarters, yeah, businesses mm-hmm. doing food and drink. Mm-hmm. Then it leads to this new Market Square. Because you've got that in places like Camden and places that's like it. Birmingham. That, you know, you've yeah. got those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's we, that's that's a planning thing. And, yeah. I mean, we've spoken about that many times. And, is that if you look at the street in Northampton from the Welly Road all the way down to the train station. It's the longest street in the, in, in, yeah, in the country. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely. It is. It's yeah. just crazy. My, my grandfather, great-grandfather, was a hackney cab driver outside of what was Abnitz, right? So he'd sit there during, during the day. He was a suitor, okay? And he would go down to the station, right, with the people that had been shopping. And then when he'd pick up again at Castle Station and bring them back up, that's all he did all day, going backwards and forwards. Yeah. Look how much we've changed since then. Then we brought the tram in, right? But now, really, that some of those things need to be looked at and maybe revi- re- uh, revisited um, because, as you said, it's a bloody long walk yeah. from the train station. If you go further down, because they're going to start next doing St James and the old yeah. bus station, tram station... You could be walking about five miles to get to the yeah, end. Yeah, you'd be 20, 20, 25 minutes to get from it one to the other needs, uh, pace. It's yeah. zoning. That, yeah. Yeah, it needs yeah. zoning. But it's, it's just another very another job. logistical. And, and of course, the yeah. problem is with most local local politics is that you know you have a you have a, a tender of five years, four years, whatever, well, and then once that four years is over, somebody right, else somebody else yeah. comes along. So Everyone's so the vision opinions, the vision yeah. that you tried to create over those four years is then probably screwed up and put in the bin yeah. but then somebody else is not been. enough time to complete the work yeah yeah and that's why northampton potentially has has, has struggled the way that it has but you know look we, we we are huge advocates for the town um you know we put our best foot forwards um and you know that's all we can do yeah um, and we hope that other businesses follow and look at our example and there are other businesses that we look at their example you know? yeah shipments being a good example of that and we look at it and we go we've got to raise the bar constantly um, and if we can do that and I, I remember Steph always using the terminology of the Mayor Giuliani thing if they break the windows replace them 
and eventually they won't break them. Well, we replace them immediately. Yeah. yeah. Because that's what it's all about. Before somebody decides to break the other window, yeah. that's in the same pain of, of a window. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Mad Giuliani, of course, now is associated with <laughs> things that yeah. probably... Yeah. Yeah. But, but the point was that his, his mantra back when uh, New York was, a, was a pretty much a slum um, was that, you know, we've got to try and consistently prevent those people who might be trying to put the city down, mm. bringing it back up again and yeah. trying to make those improvements and not giving up. And I think that's all we can do with Northampton. I think you need we... that and you need as many people as possible to, to, to have the same opinion and yeah. then things will naturally yeah. improve, won't they? Um, Laura off of Instagram's mentioned about, you've mentioned it already about some of the bits you've in the past done for Christmas. Mm-hmm. What's the plans for Christmas for you guys this year? Is there anything you want to talk about in particular? Penguins. Steph's dressed like a penguin today, weren't I, Steph? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it came from the fact that we give away every time somebody spends £75 or more, whether they come in the shop or whether they buy on the internet, we give them a pendant, uh, a penguin, sorry, which you can hang on your handbag, right, or you can use as a key ring. Okay, we've been doing that now for about, I would say, eight years. There, and there, are, all... there are, are, are icons. So yeah, we've yeah. done angel wings, we've done bumblebees, um, and we've become famed for um, a little bit like... Well, um, people, people collect them, don't they? They, they buy do. them yeah. and don't use them. Mm-hmm. They've got... We haven't even got a collection of them. We've been stupid enough to give them all away. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're, they're actually become collectible items. And the thing about the penguin is that they only have one partner. So they are for life. They are lovers and they are friends for the whole of their life. They don't go looking elsewhere, basically. And that's really what uh, the theme of the thing was about. Yeah. Um, and uh, and we designed know. the two penguins where when you put them both together, they create a heart. Yeah. So yeah. You, you marry the two penguins together and they create yeah. a heart. Again, just one of those little touches. Yeah. It's, that it, it's, those, it's those little attentions to detail yeah. that for us... Uh, it draws the emotion the in, doesn't it? Well, the yeah. important bit, and that's the story. You know, when it's all right, it's all well and good saying there's a penguin and they make for life, but actually, when you can actually say, when you put them together, they make a heart, all of a sudden, the story becomes that much more colourful. Yeah. Um, and and that's, per- personal as well to that personal. couple, yeah. 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 Do you know, I'll just tell you another quick funny story here. I'll just count you when you said about that. I had a customer come in looking at wedding rings, and I got chatting. I often will start to talk about something that's not to do with what they spend the money on. Yeah. So I can ask about them. So, yeah. you know, do you live in Northampton? That sort of thing, right? And I said, so what do you do for a living? She said, oh, well, I work actually for Viagra. Uh, Viagra. Now, don't forget at the time, I was probably about 50-ish, I yeah. think. Yeah. And she's a very attractive lady. So if she does watch this, she knows I thought she was an attractive lady. Just by, I carried on talking. Yeah, yeah. That, right. But when she said Viagra, and this was the early days when it hadn't been on the that market. Picture interest long, right away. <laughs> right. And uh, she said, I'll tell you what, next time I come in, I'll bring you some. And I, I, I went, oh, well, I, I don't need them, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't need them. So she said, uh, well, I'll bring you some in, right? And she said, thank you very much indeed for the service and all the rest. Off she goes, right? The following couple of Saturdays went by and now it's the third Saturday and she's come in the shop. And because I thought she was quite fanciable and I looked at her and thought, you know, she's a nice looking lady, I recognised her instantly. Yeah. And she's got a bag with bloody Viagra on. (laughs) No, hang on now. Tell the true story. The, The van pulled up outside with a beep. No, so she brought this bag, mm. 
right, with Viagra and came over to me and gave it to me in front of everybody in the shop, right? And I can remember going so red, right? So I said, I'll put it down on the floor there. Cause I thought, I'm not opening it up in front of all the staff. Said, yeah. Cause, yeah, right? And inside there, there were these boxes. I don't know whether you've ever used Viagra, but they come in a cardboard box, right? Yeah. That's about the size of a matchbox, okay? Yeah. I thought they'd got the pills in, in those bubble packs, right? Yeah. But I still wasn't going to open them up in front of all the staff. So eventually, when it had quieted down and she'd gone, and I felt so embarrassed, as I've said, I opened it up, and inside there, there was a key ring. In okay. fact, I'm not even sure that that's not why I started doing the key ring for Christmas, right? right? This Viagra, Viagra, who would use a key ring with Viagra on? You wouldn't, yeah. would you? Yeah, yeah. Right? But apparently, they've become really collectible. They actually command, because there was only so many of them that Mate. obviously, yeah. well, and stayed in service. Yeah. Yeah. So well, she had, there, weren't, swallowed, there wasn't any, <laughs> there was no pills in there whatsoever. Yeah. Right? I thought, God, these must be worth a fortune. They were all key rings. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's a... Well, there is, there's a good end to that story, because I did get you some in the end, didn't I? <laughs> yes, no, maybe. <laughs> no. 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 I don't remember Christmas that. present this year. Yeah, it was I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What did yeah. you buy the jeweller that's got everything? That's it. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. No, well, I had the same conversation about the penguin when I went home to Sophie, yeah. when I came to see you guys. Um, and I said, I, I, I didn't talk about what it looked like. Talk about the meaning of yeah. what it yeah. is, yeah. and and it's different conversation. Yeah, you know, even for the the less emotional people, it start you know it starts that yeah, yeah. that feeling off, yeah. And, yeah. and you yeah. you buy things like that to feel better That's, or absolutely. to feel something, yeah, don't yeah. you? It's, yeah. it's normally the good thing about our business, which is why probably I enjoy it like I do. It's a positive business. Generally speaking, it's a positive yeah. business. So you're dealing with people generally that are happy. Yeah. They're celebrating. They've never done it bef this before. It's exciting, yeah. and all those things. Uh, and you, you just, it's, you're in a very positive place now. Yeah. Nowadays, you've got so much bad news out there, yeah. right? That they just regurgitate the news over and over and over again, and suddenly the. Uh, um, Inflation figures come through and they're way down, yeah. right? Well, they won't talk about that for long, but they will talk about it for a long time when they're up there. Yeah. We, 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 we talk ourselves into a black hole if yeah. we're not careful. Mm. And these people that are coming in to us generally are, you know, celebrating a birthday, as I've said, or wedding anniversary. Escapism, really. Yeah, yeah. Bad news sells and that's why it's on, you know, yeah. it gets regurgitated. So for people that are looking for inspiration this Christmas... What would you say? So there'd be a few thousand people that download and watch the episode and listen to it on different yep. channels. Yep. Um, what would you say to them about Stefan's around Christmas time? Put us to the test. <laughs> Put me to the test. Put us to the test. To come, the in, test. Come, come, come in and see if we are actually like we're saying we are. Mm. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, mm. You know, uh, and I think that's important. And, you know, and, 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 and test the theory that every single customer gets the most incredible service, whether that be a free coffee whether that be a glass of champagne, whether that be um, uh, free jewellery cleaning, whether that be free engraving that we offer on a plaque on the box. It's all those little touches that we do that means that somebody else doesn't have to shop anywhere else. Yeah. They just shop at Stefan's because they know that there's no other reason to go anywhere else because you know we're offering the product at the right quality at the right price um, and you get all of those added values. We're all about added value. For us, it's never about skimping on the quality it's never about skimping on or, or, or undercutting ourselves on price 
It's just about the level of service you it, get, whether it's a gift wrapping. You know, I often speak about the, the, the benchmarks that Steph put in place, and we've just added on it every year. If, if you make the finest matchsticks in the world, people will cut a path through a forest to find you. We are an oasis in a desert in this town. And people still have hope while you've got some water available to go and feed from or drink from. Um, and, and I think that's really, really important. We try to support English companies that are startups. We try to help them because it's that sort of business. It's one of those few businesses that hasn't been wiped out by the internet, actually. Music's now downloaded and all these things, clothes you can buy on the internet. People don't feel that safe buying on the internet jewellery. I've done it myself yeah. where I bought things and I thought I was expecting something really good. You just and want to hold it and see rubbish. it and feel it, yeah. don't you? That's it, what it's all yeah. about. And it's got to fit and you want to be able to take it back. You want to be able to speak the to The last somebody. thing you want to do is get, is, is, is get a watch, for example. Yeah. I've had a watch in the past. You look at it, oh, it's lovely. Yeah. I want to yeah. wear that straight away. That's great. Yeah. And you put it on yeah. and it needs four links and you've got to go somewhere to go and get the links. Yeah, done. and then they might turn around and say, well, where did you buy it from? Yeah. And you go on the internet. They, well, you go back to the internet, mate. You, go, you have to go to a, 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 somewhere else to get yeah. it done. And it's yeah. this whole, it dilutes the feeling of, Absolutely. you want to be able well, to put well, that watch by on. The way, by the way, I've never said that to anybody. What? Go and take it somewhere else. Yeah. Just to be no, no, I yeah. know you would, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. You, you want that feeling of being able to receive that gift in the right manner, yeah. put it on, and, and make it feel, it make you feel good. Yeah. But again, but again, Aaron, going back to your point, if people don't buy from shops, there won't be any left to Absolutely. do your Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and and that's the service element. You know, and okay, fine, it might cost you a pound extra, right? But is it worth a pound to prevent you from having the anxiety of worrying about where the hell you take that watch to do it? Or doing it yourself and scratching all the links. There was talk, actually, during COVID, that they were going to charge extra rates to people that sell on the internet Mm. to give us a little bit of a chance to keep going. Um, And nothing's happened as yet. And, of course, now we've got the possibility of a general election coming up. It probably won't for a game for a while. But somewhere the two should be able to run together. They should be the internet for selling stuff. Because it, com- it is convenient. I mean, you know, if I run out of light bulbs, I have to say, I'll go and buy 12 of them. Go on Amazon and get them next day. Go and get one. Yeah. But now I get 12. So I've, I'm storing all the toilet rolls. But it, isn't, but it isn't a plant, fair playing field. Yeah. It just isn't. Yeah. You know, whether it, whether it be that we're paying for uh, PPC on Google, right? That really is a ground rent. You know, yeah. Whichever yeah, yeah. way you look at it. Yeah. Whichever way you spin it, it's a ground rent. So the fact that some of these big op- 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 operations and operatives are, are not paying the correct taxes and, 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 and various other things, it just doesn't make for a very fair fight. Mm. Um, and that's what it is. Um, and, you know, and I think people have to understand it's a, it's a fight for people like us and for all manner of different businesses up and down the land. You know, we're fighting against uh, colossuses. Yeah. Um, and they're only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, you know, when you want that level of service, it just won't exist. No, it won't. It never does. The same in our industry. It's, um, you know, we, we, we wanted to start doing telecoms and IT because there's massive businesses out there that, that will sign a customer up. Mm. You get the minimum service. You know, you move on. You're not valued. And we wanted to do something that was just as professional, but a lot more personable. Why, why can't you have that experience of actually liking your provider? Mm. Because if you go out to the market, there's not many people that like their provider that deals with 
you know, phones and stuff because mm. they look at it, it's just a throwaway thing, it's this, it, it, you know, they've had bad service, they've not fixed it, it's the phone's not been working for, for X, Y and Z, the network's crap, the, you know, the internet's slow, it's all negative, negative, negative. Mm. Um, we want to make sure that when people deal with us, we don't want to be the biggest. We've, we've been going four and a half years, we've got more five-star Google reviews than any other company in the industry. Yeah. People have been going 20 years yeah. um, because we value the feedback, we want the feedback, good or bad, to improve. We're lucky we get good feedback as well, and we can act on the stuff that's not so good. But it's it's all about the experience because then when somebody's had an experience from us buying a mobile phone and they get a good experience and it's personal, they can deal with a human being. You know, the big companies you ring up, I did a post about this on LinkedIn two days ago, you ring Vodafone, you wait for two and a half minutes. I, I rung them, filmed myself doing it, two and a half minutes, O2, one and a half minutes. You ring us, seven seconds, you speak to a human being that wants to help you. Mm. Even even though that's not a new thing, no. it's 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 that is being phased out because of AI and automation, and it's just cheaper and easier not to have a human. Well, well, you 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 look at how many websites have got telephone numbers now. You know, our, yeah. our telephone number so loud and proud. Yeah. It's like, call us, yeah. please. We want you. To yeah, call we us. want that interaction. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we get people asking things at ten o'clock, at eleven o'clock at night, hmm. and we we're, we're the same. I, I was, but I was. Um, we've got some COVID issues this week with staff. We've got a couple of holidays, and we're not a massive business. We had somebody day before yesterday, half eight. They're out of hours. Message wasn't rooting to the right person. You know, three of us in the space about five minutes of a message going into. We've got an omni channel where if you put a case in, it will go through to a WhatsApp group so we can see it. Mm. Within like three minutes, uh, three people out of the eight people in that group, we're picking it up within five minutes. Half eight on a Friday night. Mm. You know, that's the sort of service we give because it's important. Yeah, and, that, and then the level, and like you said about the level that Steph's set for a long time and mm. that you want to evolve the business to keep going and, and increase. Yeah. It's the same It's the same with what we do. Yeah. It's just a different thing. We want a personal, personable experience and if somebody wants to go and buy IT, mm. they'll come to us. Mm. We want we want the responsibility to be able to say, okay, I already buy telephony from them. Do you do this? The amount of times somebody rings up and says, do you do this? Because you already got a trust and relationship, so why go to market and look and get, get a potential bad experience? We've had people ring up and say, do you do solar? Do you do EV charging points? Do you do printers and scanners, copiers? Do you do IT? Do you do broadband? All these things we've had a few calls about and it's like, okay, maybe we need to start dropping that into the portfolio. And we have done over the years and you expand and just keep the same level of but quality. That's, but that's service, Aaron, it's because yeah. you've set the bar. Yeah, it all, service, all originates yeah. from the service, doesn't yeah. it? It used to yeah. be called networking. Yeah. You know, it still is, obviously. Yeah. I'm being facetious when I say that. But, you know, you'd go along, you didn't really want to spend the night yeah. talking to blokes to do with rugby yeah, yeah in yeah. my case right but you went because that was networking and that rugby player you were talking to and shaking hands with wouldn't then come in the shop and buy something that yeah. was the networking it's different now isn't it yeah. this is in effect networking what we're doing yeah. now yeah and when you're networking things it, it's it's not as easy as like again as a lot of people yeah. think that oh i'd like to do that i'd like to go around you know talk to rugby players and networking and stuff it's not that easy it's, yeah it's because you've got to Actually, one, you've got to be able to hear what they're saying. Over often in a crowded room, yeah, you've got to be able to give them good eye contact, which is draining in itself. Yeah, and you've also got to stay in touch with that person going forward because, and you've got to remember who they are as yeah. well. I think these days it's very easy to have a surface level conversation. Very, very, it's a lot harder to keep and build on a deeper connection or relationship over time, and that's 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 where you stand apart from other businesses mm -hmm. because yeah. of the, the emotion. And that's what I've taken from this. Obviously, I've known your family for a long time. haven't known much about Stefan's specifically as a business, and I've learned a lot today and previously. But what I've, the biggest part I've taken from today is the the um, 
the nature of the emotive connection and the feeling around the product mm. emanating through not only just yourselves, but also everybody you meet within the business, oh. the environment you walk into, yeah. how people deal with you as a, as a, you know, they put you at ease, they ask questions about you um, and want to do, want to, want to serve you better and want to deliver something for you that's outstanding. What I would say is anybody who's been listening, who's taken the time to listen to this, ask yourself, how many times has Steph always mentioned a brand, right? I haven't been here to sell products. Yeah. Christmas is coming up. We hope that people will come in. We are definitely here to sell an experience. Yeah. We're not here to sell products. If you don't buy from us, then you don't buy this time. But yeah. we hope you'll come back again. So we're not telling all the brands that we've got all the different watch brands. We're here saying, if you want good service, if you want us to actually make a First of you, when you come in, you'll get that sort of service when you come to Stefan's. Um, and that's in both shops. Actually, yeah. if you don't know Agreed. what you want to buy, we're good at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually yeah, yeah, probably yeah. Where, we, where we excel. Because some, a man that comes in and he just doesn't know, and he's just like, oh, what, my, what, what does my wife want for Christmas? I, you know, she's got everything, right? We'll find something. Yeah. That's what we do. That's what we do. I mean, just last, last point I must make um, about customers. I've got one customer who just rings me up and says, Wes, Christmas, get my wife sorted. And he will ask me to choose what his wife wants for Christmas. And I'm not having prior conversations with his wife. I just know what she likes. And he trusts me enough to give me, you know, uh, tens of thousands of pounds for presents for her for Christmas. Yeah, I think for, for guys, mm. Christmas is a really stressful, daunting time. Because, yeah. you know, you start off 1st of December. Oh, my God, it's December. Yeah. Starting. Christmas yeah. is only yeah. three weeks away, yeah. Yeah. right? And I haven't got an idea what I'm going to buy, yeah. right, for my wife or girlfriend or whatever, right? That week goes by and you think, well, I can get it on the internet, actually. Next day, yeah, there's no rush. Extra, there's no yeah. rush, yeah. Then they get to the point where they're going to buy it, let's just say on the internet, and whereas before they had 563 of them, they haven't got any now, or they've got one, yeah. right? So then you think, oh, my God, I, I, I can't buy what I thought I was going to buy. Christmas Eve will always be about men. That's not meant to be sexist. Coming in and saying, have you got such and such a thing? So we have the one day of the year we can say to somebody, well, we did have, actually, but... Um, We've sold out of them now, right? Because that's what happens, obviously, because people are coming in regularly. Um, that, for me, is our one day of, you know, they've got to have what's there, really. In other yeah, words, yeah, they yeah, can't yeah. go out. But so, actually, it's not just they haven't bought presents. It's the fact that they think they haven't bought enough presents. So they'll yeah. come in and they'll well, go, oh, I, bought my, well. I bought my wife yeah. a dress, but I've got to buy something else, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, they might, they might have already bought something, but the anxiety of... Not um, expectation, isn't expectation. it? You, know, you don't want. We all, we all want. We all don't want, want your partner to. Yeah, we want to yeah. please our partners. We want to have a great day on Christmas. We want to eat food and enjoy laughs and fun with family. And you know, and 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 we put ourselves under immense pressure as men. Put ourselves under immense. I, pressure. I mean, you must. I have do been as well. There. You've been there, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think we all have. Yeah, yeah, we all have. And it is one of those things yeah. that it's not a nice feeling, is it? No. It's not comfortable. It's like somebody's like trying to burst out of your body it's 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 clocks going yeah you know until you get to the door and the door's locked and they're shut early because it's christmas eve yeah at two o'clock gone home 
And now you can't go. By the way, yeah. we don't go up at two o'clock. We don't. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. stay open late. No, we especially. Do. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> we, oh, it's 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 like uh, we Christmas Eve. Obviously, all the team want to go home, and, and Dad and I, Dad and I, are like no, no, come on. There's still going to be some men out there that we need to help. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, And again, you know, if you if you're fit, if you've got that anxious feeling at Christmas time, and you think I don't know what to buy my buy my partner, my loved one for Christmas, um, there you go. There's the advert. Come, to Stefan. We'll help you. The one thing I want to finish on, the one thing that uh, is going to stick with me is um, something both of you have said in different ways, different meanings, but that you sell love. Yep. That's all that's you I need think that is love, love. And you can sell, you can sing love, love as well. Is all you need. <laughs> hey, it's true though. Mm. Absolutely. And and you know when you look at all of the Beatles songs, in, especially in the earlier days, it was all about love. Yeah. Um, and that is, if you've got love in your life, you've got everything. If you've got no love in your life, you've got nothing. Very lonely. Yeah. Gents, so, it's been a really good chat, and I found out a lot about you guys individually, you know, past, present, future, what the business is doing, what it means, and hopefully um, it's been good for you guys as well. And I, I know there's going to be tons of stuff that people will take away. And, and for anybody sort of watching, listening to this, uh, reach out to both of you if they want to get sort of get in touch and come and find you where where can they come and find you uh, they can find us on uh, Instagram they can find us on Facebook they can find us on um, I think we're still on LinkedIn um, but yeah look reach out to us any questions anybody's I, I, got I, I think telling them where our shop is, is oh important. yeah and, and we're on the corner of it yeah that, that, was, <laughs> that was important um, yeah. well no but we we're talking about digital here so, so no he didn't say whichever you want okay yeah. well yeah. I'm saying if, if you want okay. if you want short sharp results in, message us on yeah. Instagram or uh or Facebook, which is obviously Stefan's Jewelers, um, and uh, you can find us on on all of the sites. And obviously, our, our store, our exemplary store, which is the biggest jewelers outside of the UK, uh, outside of London in the UK. Um, fun fact, um, in terms of square footage, um, and uh, we're on the corner of Hampton Square, opposite BBC Radio Northampton, and the old Savoy. And we've got a shop in Market Harbour as well, which is on the corner position, just like Northampton is. Yeah. Um, just as you come into the town, isn't it, yeah. on the right? Yeah, yeah. right. Best position in town, actually. Yeah. It is, really, because it's, it's a three-sided shop, three sides of windows, which makes it attractive, really. Yeah. Good. Well, hopefully plenty of people that have watched and listened to this will come and see you this Christmas. And we'll and see you at Christmas. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. <laughs> see you soon. Thanks. thanks a lot, guys. Thanks. <laughs>